Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Bridget Moynihan is an accomplished actress, model, and author. She's acted in numerous blockbuster movies and held her own starring alongside the likes of Will Smith, Nicolas Cage, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu. <laughs> okay. And held her own starring alongside the likes of Will Smith, Nicolas Cage, and Keanu. <laughs> She's acted in numerous blockbuster movies and held her own starring alongside the likes of Will Smith and Nicolas Cage, just to name a few. Her most popular role is that of assistant DA Aaron Reagan on the drama Blue Bloods. She's also a mother to a beautiful son, Jack, and a fierce defender of women's rights. First time I met Bridget, she was a young model and I was a young makeup artist. And what I remember about Bridget, besides her being so pretty and the makeup was so easy to do, she just seemed really normal. It's funny. She always made me feel... um, you know when you meet someone and they just seem as normal as you are? Like so many people in the fashion industry, you know, are very uppity. And she just seemed like regular, grounded, and you could tell she was from a really good family. So I always enjoyed working with her. It was always comfortable, and I'm really proud of her success. Please welcome Bridget Moynihan. Have you done nude scenes? Uh, no. Okay. Have I? No. I didn't want to. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't want to either. I, I'm like psychologically trying to get farther away. From <laughs> Mics make me intimidated. I don't even know what's going on here today. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> it's just a conversation. Rolling. Hey, Bridget, nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. You know, I was remembering the first time I met you, and it was in my house in Montclair, New Jersey, when you were a model and I was a makeup artist and we did a glamour shoot. Okay. Do you remember that? I don't remember Way that, long but I ago. remember working with you yeah. many, many times yeah. over the years. Yeah, and um, I, no, I, I remember because my husband came home from work and we were just finishing the shoot and I remember he looked at me and I'm like, yeah, that's what models look like. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he was used yeah. to it by then. No, no, no. I didn't usually have shoots in my house, oh. but this is just yeah. a location shoot. I don't even remember. And I wish we had iPhones back then because we probably would have had some pictures. We could have pulled it all up. Yeah. So I've known you for a long time. I followed you for a long time, but I don't really know anything about you before I met you as a model. So um, just let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? I'm from Longmeadow, Massachusetts. And where is that? It's a small town, Western Mass. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I mean, just a lovely town to grow up in. Um, and I was very involved in sports. Played lacrosse, basketball, soccer kind of a tomboy, mm-hmm. um, and was interested in acting at the time, but they kind of made it clear either you get involved in the drama program right. or you play sports, and there was no way I was going to give up sports at the time. So I did not really pursue acting at that time. Um, and then I, I, I guess my mother told me that people had been pursuing me 
for modeling my whole life, but she never told me. And how old were you at the time? I graduated high school, um, went to one semester of college, and then moved to New York City. Mm. So when you went to college, though, you didn't think of modeling? I... How did I start with the John Casablanca uh-huh. Center <laughs> in Springfield, Mass? Yes, yes. Valerie Paul, I think huh. Valerie was her name. Valerie huh. was her name, but she okay. um, got me started in the John Casablanca Center wow. there. Um, my girlfriend Carrie Atkins um, wanted to be a model, so she mm. asked if I would drive her down there, and then I ended up pursuing it. Um, and I came to New York, I think, for an elite modeling contest mm-hmm. that took place on 42nd Street. And every time I go by that hotel, I just look up and think of where it all began. I know. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, so, but why did you drop out of college? Like you just because like I really was having a hard time understanding statistics and probability. And, um, didn't get such a hot grade in that class and thought I should try this. Um, It was something that I wanted to try. I got my parents to um, commit to a year. Mm -hmm. Because they had to support you, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's not instant. It's not instant. And and it's a scary world. Right. You know, um, when I was modeling, I think it was a you know, kind of a great time to be a model with all the different magazines and seemed to be a lot more opportunity and, and money in the business. You know, I think a lot of the publications are closing down and it's just a different time with the internet and Instagram and everything. So anyway, um, it was a, it was a big deal. And my parents did not want me to model. What kind of work did your dad do? He worked at the University of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and um, he had, you know, he was a... A professor? A prof- no, he was not a professor. He worked in the polymer department, mm-hmm. and he, you know, was a doctor in chemistry and uh-huh. smart guy. Right. And my right. mom um, was a history teacher before she had kids. And I think they, you know, I think it was just a scary world to send your daughter, your only daughter, off into New York City... And Europe, but where did you buy it themselves? So in New York, where was your first apartment? Was it the model apartment? It was the model apartment uh-huh. up on Eighty Sixth Street in what Lexington or uh-huh. something. And I think there was bunk beds and two bedrooms, and then there were girls sleeping on the couch. So there was eight. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight ten, ten to twelve girls living in the apartment. Oh my god. <laughs> All being charged full rent. <laughs> oh my, really? It was crazy. Oh my God. But, but how did that work as far as like who eats the food in the refrigerator? Well, um, or no one ate. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that you had to put your name on things okay. and you definitely found out which ones you could trust and which ones you couldn't. Um, I remember my mom took me, I forgot, Casual Corner, I think right. it was, and we went shopping and I was so psyched to get new clothes and one of the models just instantly grabbed it all and wore it out and oh partied all night in it. And I was devastated. So she didn't, she, she became oh. on, she was on the naughty list basically. Right. Uh, what <laughs> I year? I don't know what happened to her. Uh, what year was this? Like 91? 91. Okay. All right. Because things have changed so much and how much of the, you know, hashtag me too, you know, movement did you see or did you see any of it? Um, 
Yeah, I'm sure I, I definitely saw it over the course of my modeling career and in some of my acting career. But luckily, I did not actually get into, you know, really a situation, really bad situations that mm -hmm. I know others right. clearly have. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the things that happened in, in the industry back then was so accepted. Yes. Right? I mean, photographers slept with models, assistants slept with makeup artists, there was partying, there was, you know, so many things. I, I, you know, I think it's a very different world right now. Um, I think that it, certainly with access to um, phones mm -hmm. and cameras at all times and the social media, it, it had to change. Right. Right? You don't, you couldn't get away with those things. And then when, when and how did you transition into acting? I don't know what I don't know what year it was. I think that initially I started getting more into acting when I started doing more commercials, and you know, commercials were a nice um, paycheck. Paycheck that just kept paying in right. some cases. And what um, kind of commercials did you do? I was probably the cleanest model in the business, <laughs> from you know, body washes to shampoos. I mean, I did a lot of that, mm -hmm. um, which was fantastic. Um, but uh, I guess I wanted to pursue that and 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 get into the um, more of the film and TV. Mm -hmm. So I went to acting class in New York and just kind of stuck with that for I gave myself about three years before I would really start auditioning because I didn't want to get over my head. So what was your first what was your first role like or first thing in outside of modeling? Um, I did it independent film at the same time that I got Sex in the City and then I got Coyote Ugly all at the oh same, my gosh. basically the same time. Um, so I did maybe two independents and mm -hmm. during that independent I was auditioning for Coyote Ugly and then I got Sex in the City at the same time. And were you still modeling at the time or did you walk away from it? Um, I, I walked away from it, but I was modeling and going to acting class at night. So okay. I kind of did that. For rhythm. how long? For, I, I was doing the acting class for about three years before I started working. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, how long were you on Sex in the City? I don't know. I think it was like two and a half, huh. maybe two and a half years. Wow. And what was your role again? Natasha. I played Natasha, right. who married Mr. Big. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was one line audition. So you really had to nail that. <laughs> yes. Well, not many, was, not many models are able to transition to acting like so many have tried mm -hmm. but it didn't you know it doesn't really work for everybody yeah so I mean I guess you were just a natural I guess I don't, I don't know but, but I'm thanking my lucky stars that's yeah. for sure so um and then you've been I mean your list of movies are very very long <laughs> what's your favorite I don't know if I have a favorite what I I do know is that each one I took something away from mm -hmm. it, you know. So I mean, I happen to love iRobot because it was just such a it was such a big film. But Will Smith is such um, such an incredible human being, and it was just a pleasure to be around him mm -hmm. and his energy and his uh. people and just be part of his life for a moment, you know. And how long are those moments? Like how long? That was probably for about six months. Okay. And do you keep in touch? Like, um, are you? He no, we haven't. We bump into each other every once yeah. in a while. But I do think that when when I finally announced that I was pregnant, he was like one of the he was okay. the first person to pick up the phone and say, you know, 
congratulations and, you know, just mm. get together. So he's a good guy. He's the best guy oh, ever. Ha- have you seen his um, his wife's TV show? I really, I, I, I haven't seen. I heard about it. Yeah, I I really like it, and I yeah. love the multi generational. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really breaking. You know, both he and Jada are really good at breaking things down and really getting to the heart and the core of a subject. Or yeah, and you have one son. I have one son and three stepsons. Uh huh. So how old are the stepsons? Your son is eleven. You said he's eleven, and um, everybody's birthday just shifted. So I want to say it's. 15, 17, and 19. Wow. So you've got four boys. Four boys. Wow. Men. I kind of, well, guess. boys yeah. to men. Yeah. Boys no, to I, men. I'm a mom of three boys. So I there know. There you go. A lot of up uh, yeah. toilet seats. Oh, my God. Usually when, my fr- when, when, when people I know are pregnant with boys, I give them Windex. Yeah. You need it because it's really not fun. Yeah, but it's better than the Xanax with girls. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. So you're, I don't know that much about your husband. When did you meet your husband? That's a trick question. That's like I'm oh. going to get in trouble for not oh. remembering. Okay. Um, like four years ago, okay. I guess. I think we've been married for three years. Okay. Was it instant? He's the nicest guy. Really? So Tell me about I, him. I found dating because I was a single mom for a while and I was dating, but you meet these, you know, these this younger generation really dates on text yeah. or online. Did you and, marry a younger man? He is a younger man okay. by six months, but he oh, rubs that in. Okay. He rubs that in big time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he said in the first, when we were introduced, blind date. Uh huh. And um, he he right away said, "I'm not really great at texting. Do you mind if we jump on the phone?" I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. awesome." Because I found through dating a lot of times you can be great through a text, but once you get together and have to communicate uh-huh. in person you don't translate as well. Yeah. So it was it was nice that he wanted to not do the text and actually be present in a phone call. And is he in the biz? He's not. Oh no. nice. No. Yeah. What is he what is he in? He works on the floor of the exchange. Uh-huh. So okay. So he's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. Uh, I'm so happy. no, I'm really happy for yeah. you. Yeah. So I mean, was it really hard being a single mom? It is. In some aspects it was, but it, in some aspects it's it's actually very liberating you know you get to kind of be in charge being you know yeah you make the rules and um there's a strength strength to it i think you're not you're you're not depending on somebody else to handle the load i mean i i i I say that and i have a nanny and i my son has a father who has been present since the beginning and he's got a stepmom who adores him so it's you know we had and family and grandparents and I mean, there's a village right. for this child, and yeah. there's no lack of love. So, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, the single mom, because I had I, I had a team. Right. And and if you guys have been living under a rock, the father is Tom Brady and the stepmom is Giselle. Mm-hmm. So and, and everything was always, you know, very, very public. And I think, you you know, you came out smelling like a rose. Well, you know. I think you always have to try to take the high road and focus on what is actually important in that situation and um, is the kids. And that's in any sort of divorce or breakup where there's kids involved. You have to find a way to put any anything aside and make sure it's for the benefit of the children. Yeah. 
No, it's it's amazing. I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't easy and I'm you know, I think every every divorced family that, you know, has to go through it, you know, you have to you have to learn. So, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to learn to co-parent when you yeah. when you are with somebody in the same house yeah. and then, you know, doing it in two different homes, you yeah. know, there's always a learning yeah. curve. I come from divorced parents and they didn't speak to each other since they got divorced. I mean, they still don't. I've heard that. You know, and it's it was not easy for the kids. So Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that's amazing. So when you got Blue Bloods, how many years is that show? I love that show. I mean, we're in our show. ninth season. That's insane. I know. Wow. And because it's gone by in a flash. Yeah. And how's, and how's Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck is Tom Selleck, and he's a true gentleman. And you know, he's been around for a long time. And it looks so good, though. It's it's good. It's he good looks to be so. He looks he does so good. Look good. I mean, he looks so healthy and youthful and. Is he, does he, is he someone that like exercises and takes care of himself? Um, I don't know. Aren't you with him like every day? Yes, but like we haven't, like, yeah. I, I, I think we haven't done a, you know, dance class or exercise class together. We're not sweating to the oldies right. together, <laughs> but, um, he's, he's in great shape. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, I, I did a tribute with him down in Miami and he was being honored and, um, I presented to him and, it went through all his old clips. God, was he stunning. Yeah. I mean, he still yeah. is. But and yeah. that's like, right. he's a fine wine, but yeah. he, breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I watched Blue Bloods. And so how, di how did the family dinner become such a thing? Um, I think the whole show originated with that thought. Leonard Goldberg, who is the executive producer and creator of, that sh of the show, wanted, I think, think it was like a Walton-esque kind of moment mm. on TV. So the family dinner was the germ that started the whole process. It was it was the seed. Um, and everything was built around that. And when we did the pilot, it was actually, that was the first time I met any of the other actors except for Donnie. So we had to get hair and makeup done, mm. sit down at that family dinner, and be a family instantly. Mm. There was no let's break bread ahead right. of time or hang out or get to know it. You just had to trust that they put the right people together around there. That was going to happen. Oh, very cool. And you've also written a cookbook, right? A blue bloods cookbook. We did a cookbook. Yep. Um, and that was fun because I got to go through all my mom's old recipes uh -huh. and kind of pull out all of my old favorites and, and put them in the book. And then we gathered, you know, recipes from the other cast members and then some that were inspired from the show. So mm. it was fun to put together. And are you a good cook? I think I'm a nature? good cook. I mean, I'm not a chef mm -hmm. and there is a distinction, but I cook my, you know, we cook and have dinner at home as a family every single night and, you know, as much as we can, you know, obviously with work and everything, you right. gotta make some some ventures out, but I'm a bit of a homebody, so I enjoy cooking, and I love cooking big meals like Thanksgiving and you know Super Bowl parties and stuff like that. And do you follow any kind of yeah, any kind of special eating modalities? No, I mean I'm trying to be more vegetarian these days. My middle son, uh, uh, my the middle stepson has a nut and tree nut allergy, so that yeah. really is you know it's a tricky thing to right. navigate, but. You know, we're doing that. And, um, but no, I, 
I still use butter yeah. and so, gluten. Yeah. Well, you could eat, you, well, you're lucky, you're tall, you could eat whatever you want. Well. Do you exercise? Do you have any special things you do? Um, I've been doing this program called AKT, which I, I think Kelly Ripa does too, but uh-huh. Kelly clearly is more of a <laughs> devotee than I am because I don't look like that. <laughs> She's in the greatest shape. Yeah. But, um. She's a workout fiend. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Um, yeah. But she, but. It's fun, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do some other things that are right. know, a little outside the box. Than and just... what is that? It's like... Is that the one with the with the ropes or? Um, no ropes that I've seen, okay. but it's like dancing. It's like okay. da- different dances every two, three weeks. Okay. They, so you it's choreographed and you learn the dance. And Oh, you got to be focused. That would be hard for me. Well, I have yet to join a class. I do it privately okay. because I will knock somebody okay. out or stumble or trip. Right. I mean, did you ever do um, step, you know, the the step up and down those? Do you remember that? Yes, the, I remember 80s? that. Yeah. I couldn't and do trip. it because, no, but I was always thinking of something else. So you have to kind of pay attention. Yeah. So that didn't really work or for me. Or you will trip. Yeah. 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 So I'm definitely one of those. And if you can go back 20 years and tell yourself, like, Bridget, do something different. Bridget, like what's going to happen? What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Hmm. Um, probably don't go to that nightclub. Um, that was probably one. <laughs> oh, just okay. Don't go to the nightclubs or just one? No, the <laughs> one night. Clubs. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things I learned early on, thankfully, in, in um, my acting career is uh, I got really involved. I, I I decided to reach out to somebody who I thought was more accomplished in the business to help me with an audition. Mm. And the notes that he gave me were so opposite of what my instincts were. And I didn't get the job. Mm. But I remember thinking, don't, don't do that again. Like, even if you don't get the job, at least you're trusting your instincts and your gut. So you mean someone gave you bad advice or wrong advice? Well, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the right advice, the, the right advice. You right. know, maybe that's how yeah. he would, would have done it. Clearly right. that's how he yeah. interpreted it, but it's not how I was interpreting it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went with somebody else's instead of mine. Right. And I realized in that moment, like you have to, you have to trust your instincts. Right. And, um, that, has gotten me in some, you know, that's, that's carried me along the way. Um, but you know, you're in my next book. I know. I'm just about to bring up your next book. Okay, good. I know it's coming out very soon and I'm really excited about it. So tell me about your big project and is this your first book? Well, you're well, the, cook the cookbook, book, yeah. but, um, but it, it's called Our Shoes Ourselves and it, it follows 40 different women from, different backgrounds and professions and um, a pair of shoes in their closet that they will never get rid of and the reason why. Um, And so it feels sometimes a little frivolous, but the stories are really moving and intimate and um, inspiring. And I think, as you just asked me that question, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago if you could give yourself basically some advice? I feel like a lot of the stories are like that, that your even your story it's a kernel of you know kind of just being yourself right so so and, wh- who's in the book who are some names um who's in the book we have um 
Dr. Mae Jameson, who is an astronaut. We have Rosie Perez, who gave an incredible story. Mm. Um, Padma, Katie Couric, uh, Christiane Amapour. Um, we have some scientists. Um, we have this girl, Katie, and she does Katie Crops. She's a young girl. When I first met her, I want to say she was 13, but maybe it was later. And she does community gardens across America. Mm and how she got started. So it really kind of highlights different women and, and hoping that young girls will get inspired that there isn't just one direction to go in. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of these stories will inspire them to do that audition or take that job or pursue coding or, mm -hmm. you know, just maybe get interested in something they wouldn't normally have in their everyday life or in front of them. Mm. Do you consider yourself an activist? Um, I, I guess I, I don't, but well, I, you are. but I think I am. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I was having this conversation this morning and my girlfriend was like, no, but you have to start owning it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily consider myself that voice. Well, you're trying to bring attention to something about, you know, for people living a better life. I mean, that's being an activist. Yeah. And you're also on the board of directors for Jumpstart. What is that? Jumpstart is a literacy, pro a literacy program um, nationwide, and they bring developmental and literacy programs to low-income neighborhoods. Mm. So that, I've been working with them for a while. And then um, Hole in the Wall Gang Camp as well. Oh. Yeah. That's Which awesome. I'm sure you know. I, I do know. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I do know. And what... And what what and why did you get involved with them? I got involved with Hole in the Wall Gang Camp, a family that I met when our sons were both like six months old. Mm -hmm. um, her daughter went to the camp for a couple years before she passed away. And it's a camp that um, is free of charge mm -hmm. to children with cancer or different rare or life-threatening diseases. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and that camp just brought joy to that little girl for the last, you know, couple years of her mm -hmm. life and has been such a support system for the family, even 10 years after their daughter's passing. And the people that I met from the camp were true angels. It's just mm -hmm. the most special people I've mm -hmm. ever met that I felt like I needed mm -hmm. to be part of this community. Wow. Um and Paul Newman started it. Right. I want to say 25 years ago. Oh, it's probably longer than that. I don't think no? so. Okay. I don't know. I, I should know this yeah. because we just yeah. had a big celebration, but I'm, I'm thinking okay. 2025. Um, and it's in Ashford, Connecticut, and it's just, it's a very special place. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, heartbreaking. But joyful, but yeah. you know, they these mm -hmm. kids get to go there and finally be kids, you right. know. I've, I think that... The thing that I learned about it is when when a child has an illness, everything becomes about that illness. The whole family right. becomes about the illness and they get treated differently from their friends or their school or from their family. And they get to go to this camp and just be kids again. And the camp has everything there to care for kids with different mm. issues. So it's very and, special. And how much of the year are you shooting your show, filming your show, and how much time do you have off? We shoot from July to April and, wow. um, you know, six days a week, five Ooh. days a week, sorry. Really? Five days a week. And then um, 
I've been trying to do, you know, been doing at least a, a film a day, even if it's a couple days. You know, mm-hmm. I was in John Wick and that was, you know, a day or two. Right. You know, I just did something called Crown Vic that Alec Baldwin was actually a producer on. And um, that was a couple days up in Buffalo. Like, it's just, you know, it's nice to go off and do something different. Wow, you're really busy. No wonder you're a homebody. You're probably so no, but, exhausted. But I, I was also right? saying that I feel like I don't do anything. Like I'm I'm feeling like I need to do more. Like what else that you haven't done would you like to do? Like more what? More more jobs, more acting, more what? I don't I think just more of it all. More more, you know, I don't know. But do you don't it doesn't sound like you have a lot of time on your hands. I know. Right? I know, but I don't know. I I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. And maybe and and that's what I'm searching mm-hmm. for now. Like what is right. that? Because I am busy and I have a very healthy, beautiful personal life and but you know, maybe that's just the the drive and maybe it's just the need well, for a more creative. All right, well you've life. been a model. You are a model. That mo- shouldn't stop. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. No. Right. But you've been a model, an actress. You've uh-huh. been on TV, film. You're a mom. You're a wife. You're a daughter. Like, yeah. like, do you want your own company? Do you want, you know, to do Broadway? Do yeah, you want to sing? Yes. Can you, can all you, of it. All I cannot that. sing. I mean, you I think sing. I would like to take singing lessons right. just to make sure that everyone in my life is enjoying it a little bit more than I than they express they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um yeah, there's a, you know, there's just things that I yeah. want to do. I I do. I want to take singing lessons. I want to I'd like to take dancing lessons. I want to do theater. I would love to, you know, who knows. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think you could put to anything you put your mind to. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see the book, to read all, you know, all the different stories. Yeah. And well, thank you for being part of it. Yeah, no. Thank you for asking me. When when's the official launch? I think it's April 9th. April 9th. So yeah. are you going to go on a big book tour and all that? I mean, as big as book tours are these days. Yeah. So I think yeah. we'll do something here in New York. So hopefully mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. come by for that. Yeah. And then we'll do some stuff in L.A. And we'll see what we'll see yeah. what happens. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I finally got you here. I know. Yeah. It was, it was complicated before yeah. the holidays. But. Yeah. Well, you're you're busy. And just because I ask all of my guests, if there's one thing that people that are listening could learn from you today, like advice from Bridget to them that could change their life, change their day, what would it be? Just You could just tell them one thing. Um, I think that currently this particular day and this time, I think that just the the knowledge that even though celebrities or you know people who seem to be successful um and who are successful they still doubt and they still are looking for some you know they still are not content all the time with where they are they're always striving to do something more and that and that doubt is okay it's that it's you just got to remind yourself that um it's not that you can't do it. It's how do I do it and just break it down a little bit so you can you can filter, figure out those emotions and figure out what those blocks are and then work through them. That's really good advice. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. And <laughs> where where can people find you? Like where's the best place to see what you're up to? Um, I you know I have all the social media feeds and the you yeah. know the 
What's your Twitters? What's, what's your Instagram? I think it's Bridget Moynihan. <laughs> I don't think I got creative with okay. it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all just Bridget Moynihan. Um, and then CBS, 10 o'clock Fridays. That's yeah, where we yeah. watch. All right. Well, thanks so much for awesome. coming in. Thanks. That was my conversation with Bridget Moynihan. Make sure you check her out on her show, Blue Bloods. Get her new book, In My Shoes, and follow her online. She doesn't know what her Instagram actually is, but you could, you could Google her. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production. 